This is Molly. And hey, it's Ethan. And you're listening to... Personally, Personally, I I wouldn't. wouldn't. Because we wouldn't. Even though we probably have. (laughs) Hi, this is Ethan. This is Molly. And welcome to the very first episode of Personally, I Wouldn't. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's been long awaited. I know. I know. Wow. We're so happy to be here. We really are. Honestly. So true. It's been Um, a long time coming. (laughs) Yes, it has. And here we are. You know what? We are actually doing it. We're doing it. We're taking the step. We've recorded as cringe as it might be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So full disclosure. We've recorded this introductory episode like twice already. Um, <laughs> so who knows if this will even make it to air. Who knows? Um, but you know what? Here we are. Here we are. We're just doing it. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have our usual delusional talks at like we always do at 8 p.m. But this time it will be recorded, recorded. Yes. for all eternity. Um, so today we are going to be talking about quarter life crises. Yeah. Um, but before we get into our topic, I just wanted to address the fact that having a podcast is so cringe. Like to say that you have a podcast, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Cause like, we've kind of talked about this before, but like you and me were both so excited when we like thought about starting a I was podcast so excited but every time i like had to bring it up to someone and like say oh yeah i'm starting a podcast like you have to give like five <laughs> disclaimers that you're yeah, like i don't think i'm so a big podcaster i it's probably not gonna be big like in order for anyone to like seriously it's like announcing that you're you. gonna like become like a celebrity or something yeah which is absolutely like not our intention like this is mainly for like our six friends to listen to exactly and like hopefully just to like keep people in the loop and like the delusionality yeah but honestly like if freaking emma chamberlain can like become a youtube star no offense Mm -hmm. love you queen we can do this you know what i mean it's like we're just as depressed as her (laughs) we're just as caffeinated and we're just as delusional which will tie into our podcast episode today about your quarter life crisis and how when you try new things especially during like these transformative years like in your teenage years and then again in your 20s you feel like an idiot when you're doing it for the first time but everybody feels like an idiot and everybody starts somewhere as they say that is so true yeah Oh, should we do um, little intros about ourselves? Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. Okay, so, go for it. Yes. My name Please is... welcome to the stage, Miss Molly Walters. My name is Melody. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I am 25 years old. We got 20, it. You're 25? an old woman. Have you heard the meme? <laughs> no. The 25? 25? 25. 25. Um, if you know, you know. Um, and I am currently at an MFT program at Pepperdine um, in Orange County. So I am trying to get my marriage and family therapy license. Hopefully I will go on to get my PhD in clinical psychology or I might pursue medical school again. But yes, that was do it. Of, that was rough, which I'll probably talk about eventually. But we'll see. 
Um, I'm really enjoying my program right now, and I hope to tie in some of the things I'm learning, some psychology facts into the things we talk about. And yeah, just loving my life in Orange County. I'm close to Ethan, which is amazing, and we can have our lunch dates. And yes, um, single, not currently dating a sugar daddy like other people I know. Single Um, and ready to Pringle. (laughs) But yeah, loving life, doing great, trying new things. I might take up bartending or yoga instructing at the moment, so... Um, I we'll personally see. am rooting for you to take up bartending. I, I think know. that would be great. I think it would be great too. That'd be hot too. Yeah. I feel like there's something Meet very seductive people. about being like, let you, me just make you a drink, baby. You shake it up. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little like cocktail mixer. Yeah. Mm, baby. This and glass the light is so just cold. glistens off of the <laughs> off the little tools, the little bar yeah. tools <laughs> in the light. I don't know. Seriously. And off yeah. your eyes and no, then everybody's I see it. intrigued. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's like kind of a mysterious thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's a cool skill to have. What is your intro? Okay, oh my god. This is like giving me first day of school flashbacks. <laughs> I like, I'm going to have a panic attack. We need an icebreaker. Yeah. Oh my god, seriously. What's your favorite color? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, my name's Ethan. I live in Santa Barbara. I am a sociology major and I go to UCSB. Um... Yeah, I am super excited. I've only lived here about two years because I formally transferred from UC Davis. If you're from NorCal, woo-woo. I love NorCal, but um, I'm sorry, SoCal is so much more fun. Yes, I've lived in NorCal, too. I mean, I love NorCal. It's, like, mm-hmm. gorgeous, um, but I'm a beach boy, and yeah. if you take me away from the ocean, I'll cry. I NorCal will always have a special place in my heart, but SoCal, I think it's just, like, the activity level yeah like the the youthfulness i don't know how to describe it it's just everybody's out and about everybody is wanting to live their best life well we talk about i feel like we've said this before but like also everyone down here is hot everyone's hot and it's a stereotype but it's true i'm a 10 in norcal i'm a two in socal 100 percent. me too no like so accurate yeah and, like, it's fun to go up to NorCal every now and then and be like... Mm, get an ego boost. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, Definitely. the cookie of the, you know... Sorry, NorCal. Yeah, no offense. NorCal people. <laughs> I love... It's hey, don't true. get me wrong. I love a granola boy now and then. Oh, but, um, But, yeah, no. Uh, SoCal, we're here for you. Um, yes. But, yeah, that's me. I'm 22 years old. Um, I... This is like cringe to acknowledge, but I am a waiter. So why is that cringe? All of you people in the service industry, (laughs) I feel your pain and I recognize your struggle. Um, Yeah. Also, don't knock it till you try it. It's pretty good money. You make good money. Tips. Yeah. But who knows? You used to work at the Rosewood. Yeah. If you know, you know. Celebrities. It's true. I did actually wait on Katy Perry one time. Yes. And Camila Cabello, who looked a mess, but. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> I was so tempted to be like, be honest, girl. Is Sean gay? <laughs> yes. I had us. to ask. But I recently met this couple, actually, from Canada when I was on vacation with my boyfriend. And they basically confirmed <gasps> that, like, Sean has slept with some he of had, their guy friends. Yeah. He yeah. Had to no so, doubt in my mind. It's like, it's a thing. No. 100%. Um, Sorry to all you 13-year-old girls out there who are crying at home right now. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. 
Wait, why is being a waiter cringe? It's just not on brand for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He lived the bougie lifestyle. I do. Well, I love to think I do, but yeah. um, but you yeah. do live it. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I do. Even though you live in an attic. But I. Li- <laughs> Shut oh. up. Stop exposing me, Molly. A haunted attic. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's convinced that I live in like a haunted attic. It is 1000% haunted. This house is like 100 years old. It's basically like an old Victorian it home. It used to be a nunnery. <laughs> There's it did a head was be a found nunnery. in the closet. Not a real head. I... Like a, ma- a mannequin head. I refuse to go in the bathroom it's alone. Plastic. However, there was an upside down cross on the forehead. <laughs> Just I across. swear to God, we're we're we'll post a photo of it on the Instagram because yeah. it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you want us to do a Ouija board on one we're of the episodes, Ethan will do it. Comment below. Ethan will do it by himself. <laughs> we'll do it. I'll force Molly. I will not be I'll here. I'll tie her to a chair and then I'll we'll be do a in Ouija the board. next country over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so welcome to our podcast. Welcome. <laughs> the chaotic. <laughs> that was so control. off topic. Um, but yeah, should we get into the topic for today? Yeah. So we really wanted to start off with something that resonated with us, something that we've all been through, something that we're currently struggling with and continue to endure. A quarter life crisis. crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. 100% a quarter life crisis. (laughs) Give it up for the girls. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, do you feel that you have experienced a quarter life crisis 1, or are currently in one? You know that my 25th birthday party's theme was the quarter life crisis and I had everyone wear silver <laughs> as quarters. Um, <laughs> did I tell you that? That is iconic. I did not remember that. Yeah. So I would say I really started my quarter life crisis when I was like 24. I feel like that's when it hit me. I mean, like honestly, I'm having one now and I'm 22. So, yeah. So, I have a couple stories about this time in my life. Oh, this wonderful time. I mean, honestly, I think everyone is like trying on new identities, new aspects of the personality, like new, like, new things because your 20s are about exploring who you are meeting new people it's kind of a journey of self-discovery and Mm -hmm. i think that with that you open yourself up to a lot of opportunity for trauma (laughs) yes well also it's about like letting go of like because your prefrontal cortex is finally becoming developed so you're letting go of that like teenage version of yourself or like early 20 version of yourself yeah um yeah so my experience i would say it started going through my breakup with um my second my third boyfriend um which was a long-term relationship lived with him not very healthy Ethan actually saved my life and helped me pack up all my things in I like the span of, of two days and then we drove eight hours in two cars. Poor Ethan. I was like, I'll buy you a bag. Like, I'll buy you a No radio. Cut to me in like 12-hour traffic, bumper to bumper. I think no the radio. AC was the broken, AC too. The AC was broke, but it was like winter. 
No. Why was it hot? It was hot. Well, SoCal. Oh, yeah. It's like 80 degrees in winter. It was like December. It was December. Yeah. But it was hot. No music. Okay. Imagine in this day and age, driving a distance of longer than like five minutes without any music, <laughs> any podcast, and I've got like I've got some demons. Was my radio I've got broken? some inner thoughts. Wait, I don't know. I just think it didn't have Bluetooth, so I wasn't able to like play anything, and oh, I had to no. drive in a separate car because Molly had two cars worth of crap. Yeah. <laughs> And we're driving from San Diego up to literally basically San Francisco, like up in Folsom area. Yeah. So basically I I felt like I was in like a wagon journey. (laughs) It was was literally like we were pioneers. Yeah. Pioneer. Um, Yeah. So that was like a really transformative time for me um, because I went through the breakup. Well, first I quit my job, went through the breakup, moved to NorCal moved into an apartment, a two bedroom by myself. And I remember Ethan was like sleeping in the other room. And I literally like grabbed my cat who was pissed at me for moving, went in the living room with nothing in the living room, sat down in front of the fireplace because it was freezing and like shivered and cried myself to sleep with my cat because I like didn't know what the fuck I was doing with my life. And then I like, Ethan was so helpful. He like put up this little clock and like candles on the mantle of the fireplace and tried to make it homey while I'm like crying in the corner like <laughs> depressed I... leave it to me to be like first of all home decor <laughs> I was in full Martha Stewart mode and Molly was like clutching her knees and then the same thing kind of happened a year later when I was 25 finally and I had to move out of that place on New Year's like frantically move in with my family Um, went through another breakup and um, that time I was also sleeping on the floor because (laughs) I was moving and everything was in a new Your 20s are about sleeping on the floor. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Um, So those were really rough times, but I feel like looking back, I like did not, I remember crying to my mom and being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I didn't get into med school. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I have been dumped. I am keep moving I don't know where I want to live and I just like had to make a decision of what like my best life would look like and then you know put that into action and that looked like moving to SoCal and starting a therapy program and now that I'm in it I remember like the first day I started the program I like wanted to cry because I was like wow this is where I'm meant to be and I feel like it's finally coming together and starting to settle down so that's honestly yeah. a really great way to visualize like your goals and kind of if you're ever struggling to like know what it is that you really want, that is kind of what you said about like thinking about what would make you happy and mm-hmm. like where you want your to best be life. if you were living like if you were living your best life. What would it look like? What would it look like? Mm-hmm. And I think that just checking in with yourself and asking yourself that question can like really tell you a lot about whether or not you're doing what you need to be doing and if you're happy with your current situation. There's actually um, like studies been done about this where I think it was a professor at um, UCSB. Really? I just learned about this in class. Go Gauchos. Um, It was called like the highest, like the best version of yourself or something. And this professor tried – 
did like this little study in her class where she had everybody write down, I think it was like a very long list of things they needed to write out and like um, visualize, but she had them basically visualize like the best version of themselves in six months, a year, and five years. Yeah. And they just had to like write it all out. And then I think they had to like remind themselves of it every once in a while or something like that. And they actually found that compared to a control group, those people were happier months later than the control group that she had. Interesting. Yeah. And then they've done bigger like um, studies of this, you know, bigger versions of this study. And they found the same thing. So I think they've done it with like different ethnicities, different countries, um, different groups, and it still applies to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, you and me are kind of like woo-woo a little bit when it comes to like mm-hmm. manifestation and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's so dumb. I know it's kind of like a trend right now to be like, oh, I manifested this. But genuinely, I think that when you say you want something or you like acknowledge that that is a possibility for you, mm-hmm. you are speaking it into existence mm-hmm. by saying in this amount of time or even just down the road, I want to get married or I want to have this job or I want to be making this amount of money a year. Like just speaking it into existence, like Mm -hmm. kind of sets the wheels in motion. And for that reason, I wouldn't say that I like believe in manifestation per se in the sense that it's like, ooh, because I thought about this, I now have it. That's a little crazy to me. Yeah. But, like, when you say, I want popcorn, Mm -hmm. and you're in a room with 12 people, one of them might have popcorn in their bag, (laughs) and they're going to pull it out and be like, hey, bitch, you want some skinny pop? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just speaking your mind, and by doing that, you're, like, drawing attention to the things that you want, and therefore, like, you're kind of opening yourself up to receiving the things that you are ready for yes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think that you have to be prepared to take in and be ready to like acknowledge those opportunities when they come at you Mm -hmm. yeah i think that manifestation kind of um is very similar to like gratitude which they have done studies on this as well so like if you say five things you're grateful for every morning, um, people that do that have been found to have higher rates of happiness, lower depression months later, because their brain is like primed for the day. And so if you're like, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for my home, I'm grateful for um, the sun, like your brain is primed to like notice things throughout your day that it's grateful for, like notice those things and then notice other things if you start your day that way. It's just like when you like buy a new car and you start seeing that car everywhere, like the car that you just bought because your brain is primed to be like to notice it. Or if you like dated somebody and they have a car and they become special to you and that car becomes special, you're going to see that car everywhere and be like, oh, is that them? Like your brain is primed. Yeah. So manifestation kind of goes along those lines Um, where you're like priming your brain to be like, I am visualizing that I have this high paying job. I live in this big city and I have this amazing relationship. Your brain is primed to like actually put that into action and go out and like start achieving little things to get you there. Yeah, completely. 
And that being said, like, I feel like we spend a lot of our time focused on what we don't have or what we want. Mm -hmm. And like you said, being great, like acknowledging the things we're grateful for, Mm -hmm. I think is a really good way to like check in with ourselves. Yeah. Um, But in doing that also, like, I kind of feel like when it comes to starting over, feeling like fresh and ready and like you're Mm -hmm. prepared to like take on life, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, be in a constant like mode of wanting to be ready wanting to like level up and like Mm -hmm. find the next thing you know what I mean yeah kind of in like like if you think about it in like the context of like your appearance or like having a glow up Mm -hmm. like we talk about this all the time but Mm -hmm. like we both went through super awkward phases and I'm sure everyone does. Like when, if you go through puberty, yeah, I had braces and bad skin. I'm not like, he was still so cute though. (laughs) No, but like also living in delusion, but you have to like have that like period of trauma, (laughs) you know what I mean? Of like looking your worst to like recognize when you're actually feeling good about yourself you know yeah well also just like being honest with yourself and being like I mean this can be applied to anything being like wow those eyebrows don't look good in that picture oh my like, god oh speaking of eyebrows <laughs> I have to tell you something what I'm gonna come clean did you shave your eyebrows no oh my god what <laughs> I still have them can't you see yeah. oh I did text Molly last night at like midnight should I shave my <laughs> should I shave the ends of you my had a little manic off? episode I was having a manic episode it's a like weekly occurrence mm-hmm. but um in high school I would fill in my eyebrows as a young gay in the countryside because they like I James Charles no, level I didn't have eyebrows oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh no like this was okay you have to remember this was like the era of 2016 oh my god the chunky eyebrows when you had the chola eyebrows like <laughs> yeah. where they were literally like it looked like a stamp yeah. you know what I mean and so I thought that that was like on trend yeah and I have like fairly like blonde hair like pretty light colored hair mm-hmm. but I would go in with like brown sharpie not literally. Sharpie. Actually, I think I did use Sharpie at one point. Oh my God. But like literally like dark brown, <laughs> like rectangles, uh-huh. like on my face. I did it too. Mine, 2017 was not a good year for me. But people would be like, do you fill in your eyebrows? And I'd be like, what? No. No. How <laughs> like, dare you? That is like the next level delusion that I was living in. But we were just saying that, like, your teenage years, you're, like, you get so embarrassed when, like, people so embarrassed. point out something. And, yeah. like, when you hit your 20s and you realize that, like, everybody is living, like, a similar life, everybody gets embarrassed. And then somebody's, like, oh, my God, do you, like, you have food in your teeth. You're, like, of course I do. Like, that's just my life. And you just, like, own it. Or, like, yeah. you're – Well, not everyone does, though. Like, you have to be comfortable enough to, like, acknowledge the fact that, like, this shit's embarrassing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of advertising it all the time. But, like, yeah, you are going to have those moments where you're, like – And we were saying that that, like, bullying helps with that. It like, does. It, well, it's personality. It building. makes you own your insecurities because you're like, you know what? I do have weird ears. I am weird. And yeah. what about it? <laughs> yeah. Like, leave me alone. But, anyways, I was saying, you like, Dumbo ass bitch. I think Big I was saying ears. before, um, if you have like 
for example, um, you see a picture of yourself with like bad eyebrows, you have to be like, oh, okay, like that's not going to work for me. And that I was trying to say can be applied to like anything in life, like looking back like, oh, this job is making me, you know, depressed and anxious. Like this isn't going to work for me. And be honest with yourself, even if it is your dream job and everyone's so happy that you're in it. If you're not happy, you need to be honest and like face your fears. And I think that is like a huge part of maturity is just like it doesn't matter whether you're going to upset anyone as long as you're doing what's best for you and like facing that fear of the unknown, even if you might make your parents upset or something or, you know, leave your comfort zone. That's really important and like vital during your 20s. Completely. No, I 100% agree. I think it's almost like. Do you ever feel like when you get, like, a new haircut or when you, like, like, you just recently started doing, like, red nails, mm-hmm. like, you feel like it's, like, a new era? Almost yes. like when, like, a, like if you were a musician or, like, a pop artist, you release, yeah. like, a new album. It's a whole new aesthetic. It's a new vibe. You're going from, like, reputation to, like, lover. You know what I mean? Yes. To put things in Taylor Swift terms. Yeah. Or, like, from, like, uh literally from like thank you next like position no No, it's like you're kind of moving from like a chapter of your life where you were one thing to like a new person almost it's It's like a new identity necessary i actually is i think you should constantly be reinventing yourself yes okay i totally agree i actually took a spirituality class in college and they talked about um my professor talked about how you're gonna die like a million times in your life and be reborn wait what Like, she was trying to say that, like, you're never – you're constantly changing. Like, the version of you when you were 14 is going to die off and you're going to have a new version of yourself. Oh, completely. So you're going to die, like, a million times in your life and then be reborn. And it's so interesting because my ex, the second one, um, would always say, like, oh, people don't change. Like, you shouldn't want to change. You should want to stay the same and stay consistent. Like, that's normal. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's so boring. Change is the only constant in life. That's why I have a butterfly tattoo. But. Wow. Yeah. Deep. Symbolism. Deep. <laughs> that's some deep shit. No, it's so true, though. And at the same time, like, you have to be able to let go of the past mm-hmm. and, like, move on and step into like that new life kind of like you're saying Mm -hmm. but like recognize that you wouldn't be the person you are now if you hadn't gone through that like that you know moment of like awkwardness or like trauma or like sadness or Mm -hmm. even if it was like a great chapter like to have like a really good like moment that's gonna impact the person that you are now you know like everyone you meet is going to affect your personality and how you view things. Yeah. Do you have any regrets? No regrets. No regrets? (laughs) No, genuinely. But, like, I think uh, Trixie Mattel, the drag queen, says this. But, like, all you ever do in the moment is, like, what you think is right. I was just going to say this. And so... Matthew Hussey says the same thing looking back it's like why would I have any regrets about what I did because Mm -hmm. in the moment I thought that I was making the right decision even if down the road like it may have had like consequences that you didn't expect yeah you wouldn't regret it if it's something that you like felt was the right decision 
at the time. Yeah. So Matthew, I think I'm saying his last name right. I think it's Hussey. I don't know exactly how to say it, but he is like a really sounds like a porn name. Is he a porn star? (laughs) No, he's like a famous TikToker, YouTuber. He's like a relationship expert. And definitely sounds porny. (laughs) He says something similar, but he adds on like, because I regretted like a relationship decision I made for a long time, or I thought I did. But he said something that like helped me. He was like, the decision you made back then, you were always going to make. And like that, how did he say it? He was like, everything that led you to that point in your life influenced your decision. And you were always going to make that decision in this life, in this universe or dimension or whatever, you were always going to make that decision because you were born into this life, had those experiences you had when you were younger was the, had the personality type, was dating that person at the time. Everything happened the way it happened. And you were always going to make that decision in that moment. Totally. To do what was best for you. I mean, they say like hindsight is 2020, obviously, but like you're not, you don't have the hindsight until you've lived it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you would never make a different decision if like you were actually living at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only reason that we would even have a regret or think differently about something is because we've like lived through the experience already. You know what I mean? And we have the benefit of like knowing how things turn out. Yeah, definitely. Um, How do you feel about your, about getting older? Are you afraid? Okay, honestly, I forget that I'm 22 like 100% of the time. Like if someone asks you me how old like I am, so old. I tell them I'm like, well, in my mind, I'm like 18. Yeah, Isn't that weird, though? But you're so mature. Okay. One of my coworkers, I asked them how old they, he thought I was. This was like maybe a week ago. <laughs> and he goes like, like 29. <laughs> the way I literally almost threw myself out the I window. I would cry. I literally went to the bathroom. I was like, I need a cooling <laughs> breath. This is too much. I almost slapped him across his face. One time I was like... 19 and somebody was like I thought you were 23 and I actually it's traumatizing I thought it was a compliment though because she was like you're so mature well when you're young I think you always want to be older but you reach a point where you're like no no I want to be young you know yeah I'm not 25 25 (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no because seriously it can like induce a crisis that's but that's why we wanted to talk about this in this episode is like you're never where you thought you would be at this age. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if you think about the person you were when you were, like, 12. You've changed so much. Completely. But also, yeah. like, wouldn't you be proud of the person you are now? Yeah. And if the answer is no to that question, <laughs> you yeah. might need to look in the mirror. Because you want to, like, feel like you're making younger you proud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Haven't you heard the quote that's, like, you are now the person that your younger self needed. Yes, be the person that your younger self needed. Or I like, that. like think so. I would like I had therapy for a while, and um, I need to go back. But understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, we of the would century. talk about like me talking to my younger self and like giving her a hug, and it was very cathartic to like think about Seriously, that and being there for it. her and like being the person she needed like inner child healing totally or if you have like a stuffed animal from childhood or like mm-hmm. a poster of zach efron yeah you know like say it to them yeah 
I'm sure connect they'd love to hear your, it. Connect with your inner child. Say it to a stranger at the gas station. <laughs> Everybody like, needs some love. I'm sorry I wasn't gentler to you. Oh my you god, know? have you heard of Hug Nation? No, what is that? Okay, so my it sounds class... like a cult. <coughs> oh my god, coronavirus. <laughs> we can cut that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Hug Nation is like this thing started by this man named, or I guess it was his grandson, but it was this man named Grandpa Caleb and his grandson in like 2006 or something. They started a YouTube channel and he would like he would go on the grandpa and like talk to the audience about everything he'd learned in his life and like how important hugs are and like this is sounding very culty to give your fellow neighbor like a hug and they called it hug nation and then the when the grandpa died the grandson like went across the nation and like went to burning man and like spread the hugs and like had everybody it was like this whole thing in like 2006 what yeah Oh my God. It's called Hug Nation. And there's he's still doing it. He's like in his 40s or something. Is he really? Yeah, he's still doing Hug Nation, going to Burning Man. I mean, honestly, I love getting a hug and giving hugs. If you want to yeah. give me a hug, I'm here, baby. Give Ethan a hug. Give me a hug. I love hugs. Something about it, they say that it like, I think they've literally done studies that show that it reduces stress. It releases oxytocin. Yeah, it reduces oxytocin, releases oxytocin mm-hmm. um, into the blood and like, which literally is like, the comfort the hug, yeah. it's supposed to be like the comfort hormone yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah it's so good and genuinely therapeutic mm-hmm. it's very important yeah um so how did you say you deal with your fear of getting older i don't, don't. <laughs> i drink well i was gonna say like turning 25 and seeing wrinkles around my eyes for like the first time and like wrinkles or what wrinkles i have wrinkles they're there you'll see them eventually those are smile lines they're getting darker or they're getting deeper um it's getting deeper (laughs) but um night is coming (laughs) i was gonna say the way i deal with it is to just appreciate that i like when i think about getting older and that i'm not going to be young forever and like I noticed that my hangovers last lo- longer and my bones are starting to ache and my back is starting to hurt at 25 prime years old. Um, I, I know just, you're acting like you're an 80 year old woman. I know. I just think about though, have to like tuck your boobs in your pants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shout out grandma flow. Um, I just think about the people that aren't lucky enough to get to age and get to experience like their wedding day and their first child oh i don't know about all that and i just well i just think about how lucky i am to even like be here like the part in the barbie movie when she's like looking around and at the trees and like experience you're not using the barbie movie as an example for the appreciation of life Uh, i totally am (laughs) it's a great example um or i think about i was we were talking about like aging in one of my classes and how some cultures like celebrate their elderly a lot and they like take a lot of wisdom from them and they really respect them and then like our culture is very individualistic and like values youth and we kind of just forget about our elders and like put them in homes and they're you know they're not really valued as much in our society and um we were talking about like what life would be like if we did value them and i thought about like grandmother willow <gasps> in Pocahontas. love her and um 
That's oh, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also I'm a tree. I also thought about her because one of my classmates when we were talking about this topic was saying like, "Oh, I wish that I could um age like she didn't want to live forever. She wanted to live to be 100, but she wanted to look 20, like the whole 100 years." That would be fabulous. See, that's where I think well, people have like the fascination with vampires and things. Yeah. Cuz you don't like you have the appeal of well, I think we are also kind of like youth obsessed as mm-hmm. a culture. Yeah, yeah. But okay. again, like you don't have the wisdom and the experience yes. that comes with age when you're young. Yes. That's why they say that like youth is wasted on the young or whatever. Yeah. So I was going to say like after she said that, I was thinking to myself like, well, what is like the practicality in like having wrinkles and I was like how would you know somebody if everybody looked like they were 20 how would you know somebody was 100 or actually 20 so like when you see somebody like in the Barbie movie and then we wouldn't have any hot dads yeah exactly that's the true that's another yeah that's the truest crime um but when you see somebody with like wrinkles it's like all of the like grandmother willow it's like all the scars and all the wrinkles are like a little piece of their wisdom is like how i like to think that's about a cute it. way to think about it that and that's how you can like see that a tree has lived a hundred years is like how many little creases it has how many rings it has like how many branches it has it's very similar to like humans and scars and wrinkles and i was like what if we thought about humans like we think about trees Wow. How beautiful would that be? That's so poetic. I know. See, I love that. Mm -hmm. However, I will be pumped full of Botox by the time I'm (laughs) Oh, same. I'm getting Botox tomorrow. (laughs) Like, like, I won't be able to convey a single realistic human emotion. Like, (laughs) We're such hypocrites. You can tell me that my dad died and I'd be like, oh, no. But I'd have, like, a huge grin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my God. Yes. She is mother. Yes. Oh my God. No, 100%. Now, honestly, though, it's growing older is scary. It is. I don't want to be older. It's I don't scary. even know how to pay taxes. Do you? No, I just have my tax guy. I've been winging it. They're going to cart me off to jail anymore. <laughs> you do it yourself? No, I don't do taxes at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the government's listening, I absolutely do taxes. And this even. is a joke. You wink, have to wink. do taxes. I don't know how. Oh my God. Uh, if you want to do my taxes, call in. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but there's, like, things in adult life that, like, are so unappealing to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, who would want that? Yeah. Adulting is, like, there's just so much responsibility. Do you want to own a home? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Only I, because Even I that wanted... is, like, exotic. Like, yeah, it's nice to have a place, but, like, just... The responsibility of maintaining like a household. That's why you gotta marry for money. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm just true. gonna say it. I'm gonna keep it real. You gotta find someone rich mm-hmm. who already hasn't made. Not that you can't do it yourself, because you can, but by the time you do, you're old. Mm-hmm. Your tits are in your shoes, <laughs> your chin is like looks like the bottom of a turkey's yeah. ass or whatever. <laughs> it's like it's not exciting or enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, like, not really worried about that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just want to be able to, like, decorate the house myself and, like, have a little garden and change everything the way I want it to be changed. And Absolutely. Yeah. If I could grow carrots, I, want a white I would be house. a whole different person. I want a white house with blue, blue shutters. shutters. 
and a big porch that wraps all the way around. All the way around. <laughs> and a room where I can paint. A room where I can paint naked. Yeah. Is that what she says? Naked? No, but she does. <laughs> um, yeah. The last point I have is about the burnt toast theory. What's the burnt toast theory? So, I've already told you what it is like 500 times. I'm trying to feed the podcast (laughs) question. Then this, I'm doing an interview here. Can I just, okay? Yeah. Seriously. Molly. Okay. The burnt toast theory. What's the burnt toast theory? I'm glad you asked. I've never heard of this before. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I don't know where I heard this, but it's basically the idea that, okay, so let's say that you're like, on your way to work, you're making some toast, and you're running late, and then you burn the toast, and then you're running even more late. Damn it. Damn it. So And you're relatable. having a terrible morning, and then you get to work. Especially with dad dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the IBS. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the burnt toast theory is the what if you were meant to burn that toast? Because if you didn't, you could have been hit by a car. Like if you had just if been, you'd left two if minutes earlier, if you had earlier. left two minutes earlier, you could have been hit by a car and died. Oh my god! What if you were meant? So like, it's basically saying that it's fate, is what you're saying. Kind of, it's basically the viewpoint. Your life that, like, moves at a pace that is like meant to happen. Yes, and like, um, maybe everything sucks right now in this moment, but what if it's just leading you to something bigger and better than you ever imagined? Like, what if it didn't suck and then you just had an average life? While I recognize that, part of me feels that that is, like, delusional. Do you know what I mean? That's the best things in life are. Well, absolutely. But I think that life is also so random. Like, just to play devil's advocate, like, how, like, you could give meaning to anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, why would something as insignificant as that potentially make things better for you you know what i mean yeah do you believe that like your life is kind of like mapped out for you already and that like it's gonna run its course kind of regardless of what choices you make or because that's kind of like to me that's like uh what do they call it like really like relieving yourself of any like um obligation responsibility. yeah like you kind of like negate the responsibility of making choices by saying oh this is like the life that I was meant to live and like yeah. the course it's just gonna follow its course yeah I think that I love to say like the universe has my back like everything is coming to me in abundance and stuff but I think that I don't truly believe that like I don't know it's fun like I like to look at signs that the universe might be handing me but I think it's more of like a chicken and an egg like self-fulfilling prophecy like you are having this hard time, right, with the burnt toast theory, for example, and, like, you're having this one difficult moment in your life, and then it's going to lead to bigger and better things. I think that it's just, like, a chicken and an egg situation because maybe this difficult time is making you stronger, and that's going to lead you to be a better life. It's not necessarily that the universe planned it for you, if that makes sense. Okay, so you're saying. So, like. Like, I had to have chunky black eyebrows in high school so that I could recognize that I look bad with chunky black eyebrows and change my behavior. Exactly. The universe (laughs) didn't plan for you to have chunky eyebrows. Well, (laughs) I think that everyone would agree. (laughs) That it did. It was working (laughs) against you. And you know what? It was iconic. (laughs) 
I'm not going to lie. It was a vibe. Have you seen the TikTokers like uh, romanticizing 2016? No. Like the no, little children no, of today are no, like, romanticizing. No, no, no. We it? can't go back. No. They're already what? repeating the 90s, they were which like, like I'm grateful that we like barely escaped. Yeah. But like, we can't go back. No. It's the dark age. <laughs> the, 2016 is my trauma. There's like kids saying like, oh, to be a, a high schooler in 2016. And I was like, what? This has to be a joke. No, it's real. They're earnestly pining for yes. like the like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really? It's interesting. Oh, my God. You know what I think of when I think of, like, 2016, that era? Drake. Dr- okay, yes. Yeah. Drake, Four Locos. Yeah. Heavy makeup. Yes. Ripped like, jeans. Ri- ripped skinny jeans. Chokers. Skin-tight je- skinny jeans. Chokers. Chokers. The Vans, like, the black Everyone wore Vans. vans. Either you were, No, you were either wearing the white Vans or the black Vans was, like, the white Back stripe. Back at it again with the white Vans. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again. No, seriously. Yeah. Trauma. Trauma. Yeah, I think that the... Well, any, like, final words of wisdom? Um... No, I think that's it. I think this was a successful episode. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything we've learned, it's that, like, we should leave the eyebrows of yesteryear in the past. Leave your eyebrows alone. Learn from your eyebrow mistakes. Learn from your life mistakes. Um, and yeah, maybe you're meant okay. to burn that piece of toast. You were meant to burn the toast and have a shitty morning. Burn that toast, baby. Yeah. Burn it good. <laughs> <laughs> you're meant to have a shitty morning. Burn it good. Oh, so that sounds burnt. like an intro to a song. What? The burnt toast song. Burn that toast, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Call in if you want me and Molly to drop some beats. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with us for 45 minutes. Yeah, seriously. You you guys are troopers. You're also crazy. You also deserve the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You you also live in Delulu. (laughs) Do you remember that meme of Ellen getting the like Presidential Medal of Honor? Oh my God. And her face is like red. She's so happy. That is me. That's iconic. Like <laughs> looking you... back at my life. <laughs> me when I achieve the smallest thing or get the smallest compliment. Literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So true. Well, thank you. Yeah, and absolutely. We will catch you guys at the next one. On the flip, flippity flip. <laughs> the flippity flip. Yeah. On the flip nip. On the flip nip tip. Nip Bye. Flip. Bye. <laughs>